Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So another interesting week in the Premier League. So we'll crack on uh, with uh, the game of the week for me is, uh, well not for me, for everyone else, is Tottenham versus Liverpool. So Liverpool were victorious um, after a very, very long time. Um, first win in, in five matches. So I'm sure a lot of Reds will be ecstatic after that. Uh, victory before the game when the formations was announced I was quite surprised with uh, Mourinho's setup and tactics um, as it was obviously Mourinho is quite known to be a defensive manager and present a more compact uh, team sheet but to play a back five against a Liverpool team that hasn't been in form was a bit of a strange decision if I'm honest with you I think Maybe because of the last game that Liverpool played in the FA Cup, uh, where Liverpool scored two goals um, uh, with Mo Salah scoring the brace, um, he may have thought that Liverpool are slowly getting back into form and the attack are playing with more cohesion as well. So maybe he thought that playing a back five would sort of stop that attack from the first half as normally Liverpool like to start attacking straight away so for me a bit bizarre in terms of the tactics and if I'm honest with you it played to Liverpool's hands um, it could have gone pear shape when Son scored in the first half had that goal have been onside um, it was a right decision firstly uh, but secondly if Tottenham had scored first it would have been a different uh, scope of a game in, to- in general so um for us, as in for Liverpool fans, uh, fantastic uh, performance from the team. Uh, the front three are playing back to normal. I wouldn't say back to their best, back to normal, I would say. Um, the first goal was a simple tap-in uh, for Firmino, but great um, great play by Mane, who was, for, for me, one of the top performers during the game. Um, and he had a shot as well, which was saved by the goalkeeper, but Trent, coming from a deeper position, um, Great follow-up and scored the goal. Trent was fantastic throughout that game. Massively improved than he has been in the last few weeks. Um, so quite impressed with the way he played. Um, the Tottenham's goal was literally happened two minutes straight straight, straight after. Uh, for me, it was goal of the week. Fantastic hit by Hoiberg, who's been, for me, one of the standout performers for Tottenham this season. Um and yeah, at that point, you're like, oh, maybe it's going to be a tricky sort of um, match where the next goal will be vital in terms of who will become victorious. And thankfully for Liverpool, it was Mane who scored. So great ball by Trent and an instinctive finish where in the first half, especially the first couple of minutes, Mane had a chance with his left foot. And I feel like he took too long to decide how he wanted to finish that ball. Whereas the, the goal that he did score in the match was instinctive. He didn't really think about it twice. So I feel like this will hopefully breathe some confidence in Mane and also the other players as well. Salah was on the score sheet, but unfortunately was disallowed. Um, but overall, Liverpool back to form. Um, sad point is that Matip was injured, um, which I believe will hopefully um, push the owners to... Um, possibly do a signing. So I've just got a message from Rehan M10, who would like to know, who do you think will sign before deadline? If this is regards Liverpool, uh, 
I'm not too sure. Um, the last few weeks, I haven't been confident about Liverpool signing a player. But I believe with Matip injured, so think about it. Matip's injured. Van Dijk, Gomez out for the season as well. And Firmino, I believe, is injured. Not sure in terms of for how long, but he's missing the next fixture, which is against West Ham. So uh, <laughs> if our owner do, owners do not uh, dip into the market, it's going to be a big concern and will have a major effect in our season. Um, I'm sure if you're on social media, you've probably seen numerous uh, rumours today. So um, there's rumours that Botman might be the guy that will come in. Um, apparently, there was a deal agreed in the early part of the month, but I believe the structure of how the deal was going to be concluded um, didn't please both parties, or more so, <laughs> more so Lil, I should say. Um, who else? Mustafi has been linked, which I'll speak about in more detail in my transfer rumor section. Um, another player that I'm not familiar with is Aaron Long, who plays in the MLS. Uh, linked to a loan move as well. So I'm sure with two, three days left to go until the end of the deadline, transfer deadline, um, we will see a lot of news sort of popping around. So so yeah, just stay <laughs> stay tuned as to how that goes because I'm really hoping we do sign a centre-back. In fact, I believe we should sign two. Um, if we sign one, for me, it's not enough. Um, but if it was Botman, for example, then I feel like that's a good quality cover to have. Whereas if it was someone like Mustafi, no offense, but I don't believe that's the kind of caliber of a player we should have as our sort of like not savior, but as our main center back signing for this season, because I don't think that's going to help. The only part that will favor Mustafi that he has Premier League experience and has been playing, um, football more in general in terms of comparison to. Reese Williams and uh, Nathan uh, Phillips, who actually had a great game as well. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, so the next game I'd like to speak about is West Brom and Man City. So Man City completely demolished West Brom. That game was just completely one-sided. They didn't give West Brom a sniff of the game. Gundogan, who's for me one of the star performers of Man City this season, uh, phenomenal form, didn't score once, scored twice um, and is playing a great part in terms of Man City's um, season right now where they've got Kevin De Bruyne out for I believe the next month and he's the guy right now where he's being the playmaker but also getting in the goals as well so for me his role in the team is very important right now um, Cancelo as well scored a nice goal bit of debate in terms of the final decision for that goal is they went to VAR. Um, but nevertheless, nice nice uh, left foot shot from him. And goals from Mares and Sterling throughout the game as well. Uh, for me, Man City have just been in unbelievable form right now. They are the team to beat, in my opinion. Um, you've got Liverpool, who are slowly getting back there. You've got Manchester United there as well. Leicester, who are in great form as well. So you've got a lot of teams that are competing for that title right now. But I believe, in my opinion... Man City are the ones right now that you have to kind of surpass right now. So, yeah, they're in unbelievable form. 41 points right now and they still have a game in hand. Uh, and the next fixture is against Sheffield United. So, I did say last week that it should be easy win for Manchester United, but that's the team we can speak right now in terms of the results. So, 
Manchester United versus Sheffield, um, Sheffield United. So definitely a surprise result. Um, I didn't think Manchester United would have lost this game, but it happens. Um, obviously, because they've played so many games recently as well, it probably has had a toll in terms of their fitness and in terms of the way they're playing. Um, but yeah, in general, it's been... Sorry, sorry, we just got a comment from Boogie Brown 37. Six form is impressive. I'm beating 17 matches. Yeah, unbelievable form uh, from Man City. I feel like it's like the Man City we saw in the 2018-19 season. Like, they're just simply unstoppable right now. So, yeah, it's going to be tricky for a lot of teams to try and compete. But, you know, it's one of those seasons where the league, the league leaders is changing every week. So, it's just, I feel like, it's going to be an interesting season in comparison to last year where Liverpool more or less ran away with the title this time last year. Um, so for the neutrals, I guess it's, it's a great advert for Premier League football. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes there. Um, so yeah, back to the Manchester United game. So the first goal itself, for me, I feel like De Gea should have done a bit better in terms of dealing with the cross. Um, he's normally quite good in the air, but I just feel like he wasn't as responsive as he should have been. Um, and nice goal in the end from, from Brian for Sheffield United there. And another goal from a corner for uh, Manchester United where Tellez produced a great cross. For me, that's one of his assets in terms of his delivery to the box and also in um, set pieces in general, free kicks as well. Um, good powerful header by Maguire to equalise. Uh, unfortunately, naive defending from Manchester United where it cost him the game. Uh, but a good finish by Burke there. Uh, but one thing I would like to say in terms of the match, it's quite disappointing to see the responses that the young defender got and also I believe uh, Martial received on social media. Uh, let's be honest, there's no room for racism whatsoever in football and society. And for me, it's disgusting the way the fans responded um, to that loss. You know, we're all passionate um football fans and we do get emotional but for me there's no room for that sort of abuse so disgusting behavior from certain fans unfortunately most of the stuff that i did see online were from united fans um and it's not something you want to see for me social media platforms such as twitter need to do a lot more in terms of handling these situations here because people are so quick to open an account and just troll these footballers or you know people that are, have a have a voice on social media and Twitter can be a very toxic place. So for me, it's something that needs to be looked into. Um, I would say for professional footballers, maybe try and limit your activity on social media because you are going to get one or two, well, I, say, I say loosely, one or two people that are there just to be abusive. They're not there to really support you. So yeah, I think social media has to do a lot better in that aspect. Um, and punishment needs to be done as well, especially if you're able to figure out who these people are. It's, there needs to be severe punishment done. Um, it's ridiculous in this day and age that this is happening. Uh, so, Boogie Brown 37, Stones and Diaz partnership underpinning revival for Man City. Yeah, it's, it, to be fair, it's been a bit of a surprise for me because when Diaz was signed, I, I have seen him briefly in the last season or two, and I, I, I thought he was a decent defender, but not the way he's played so far for Man City. I thought he was a bit of a powerful defender, but a bit rash in his tackles, um, conceded a lot of penalties for Benfica last year. But for me, 
for, he's he's surpassed any expectations that I had of him personally. Um, and Stones as well has been the biggest surprise for everyone, I would say. Um, you would think Laporte would have been first choice, but he's keeping him out of the team. So it's got nothing to do with injuries or anything. He's literally outperforming uh, Laporte in training. So obviously he's been trusted to form that partnership with Diaz. And you have to give credit when it's due. He's been fantastic this season. One of the most improved players, I would say, overall. So, yeah, fantastic for him. I guess it's fantastic for England as well uh, in the long run. Uh, so, yeah, so normally when I do this sort of match analysis, I always focus on, like, the main talking points or the so-called bigger teams. So the Chelsea, the Chelsea's, the Leicester. But for me, I feel like we have to speak about... Um, team West Ham surprisingly have been I believe they're, they're fourth now aren't they fourth or fifth yeah they're fifth right now just below Liverpool they've been in fantastic form um credit to David Moyes I feel like it's gone sort of under the radar in terms of how dominant West Ham have been this year um and for me their star player is Susek and I've been speaking wonders about him over the season where his aerial presence is just, to be fair, I don't feel like a lot of people can stop him. And the goals that he's scoring, they're not straightforward goals, especially the goal he scored against Crystal Palace from the corner, where he just went through two players and scored a diving head. And you're like, you don't have the right to score that goal. He's been in fantastic form. I've said it a few times as well during, during our episodes that he's like, only um, for David Moyes, like he's pivotal in terms of how David Moyes wants to play um, his football, and he's played a vital role. And turning back on his team, and scoring lots of lots of goals as well. So Biggie Brown seems to agree with me as well. West Ham very impressive. Who said what a signing? And it's not even just from this season, it's from last season as well, where just after restart, I feel like he was the one that was getting the goals for West Ham and more or less helped them stay up in the Premier League because at that time they were quite, I believe they were 17th at the time, so they were towards the bottom of the halves of the Premier League. So, yeah, he's been a fantastic signing for them. Uh, and I, I believe they've also just... Um, Got Ben Rama in a, on a permanent deal. So he hasn't played too many games this year, but for me, he's a great talent. So good to see uh, West Ham doing some some good business there. Uh, so next, I'd like to showcase my um, team of the week. So there won't be too many surprises here, I don't think. So in goal, I've actually gone for Rui Patricio of Wolves. So he had to make a lot of saves. It wasn't the most entertaining of matches, but... I feel like he definitely helped Wolves um, keep a, pl a clean sheet throughout the game. Um, and he's been one of their more solid and consistent performers this season. So that's why I've got him in the team there. Cresswell, for me, has been fantastic for West Ham this year uh, and had a great game against Palace as well with an assist. Uh, for me, is the creative source of that team and plays a great role in terms of attacking, but defensively, he's very solid as well. So... Fully deserves to be my team of the week there. Diaz as well. Um, the rock of Man City right now. Just I'm simply unbreakable. And for me, showed great, great performance um, against West Brom there. And then I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold as my right back there or my right side of defence. It's hard to get full-backs in my uh, team of the week. I, I like to stick with my 3-4-3 formation here. Um, a 
a resurgence in, in form as he hasn't played his best football in the last few weeks. So it's good to see him back um, to normality in terms of how he's playing. Um, Rodriguez, for me, scored a fantastic goal. Um, really, really good. And Susek scored two goals. Fantastic again. Um, Gundogan, for me, you know, you can't keep him out of the team. If you, if you play fantasy football, you need to add him to your team as well. It doesn't cost too much. And he's getting goals on a weekly basis. So definitely needs to be in there. Saka, another great performance from him. A goal and an assist for him. For me, it's just fantastic to see Arsenal giving these youngsters a chance as well. And Saka, for me, is top of the pile there. And so consistent and so effective for the Arsenal team there. Uh, Mane, back to see him in form as well uh, with an assist and a goal. Definitely very pivotal in terms of how he played and how the, the outcome was for Liverpool during the fixture. Lacazette, being fantastic in terms of his recent form. Um, leading the line again in in the absence of Aubameyang. So not letting the Arsenal fans down in terms of his performances. So he definitely deserves some credit there. And Rafinha, for me, has been a fantastic signing for Leeds United in particular. Um, adds that flair to that right-hand side of the team, but gets amazing goals as well. Has a nice left foot, can score all types of curlers. And he scored one and he assisted one um, over the weekend as well. So... Yeah, very, very impressive there. So I've got a comment saying no Cancelo from Umer 13. Um, to be fair, it was between Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo, but for me, I just had to give it to Alexander-Arnold and he scored and got an assist. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a tough choice uh, nonetheless. So so yeah, it was nothing to do with any biasness there. I just, it was a, literally a flip of a coin there. Um, so quickly, I'd like to speak about some rumours. So I haven't really seen any rumours for me that have really stood out. Um, so I've just got a couple of rumours here. So Maitland announced to Southampton has been strongly linked today. Um, I also believe there were some betting odds that were reduced. So it sort of proves that there is some sort of truth or likelihood that he will be signing for Southampton. Uh, for me, this would be a great signing for Southampton where he can play on the right-hand side of defence can play right mid and can play on the other side as well. So it'll be a fantastic player to their season right now where they're trying to challenge for the title. Um, so I believe, me personally, I believe this will happen. Uh, I know time is running out, but I feel like it'll be good for his career to get some game time as well. Um, and I'm sure he'd like to challenge for a place in the England squad over the summer. So for me, I think the thumbs up will favour himself and Southampton and probably Arsenal as well, where he may return back to the club a better player with more experience. So, yeah, I would say definitely look out for this rumour. I feel like there is some sort of concrete evidence in it. Um, so we've got another one in Mustafi <laughs> and Liverpool. So I spoke about this earlier in the show. Yeah, um, if, I, if we didn't have an injury crisis, I would have probably not even spoken about this on the show, to be honest with you. But desperate time for desperate measures, I guess. Would I take him? Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd take him, but not with open arms or um, any sort of jubilance whatsoever. Um, but I feel like we need two. So if we were to get Mustafi, if he was the only signing that walked through the door, I wouldn't be happy. But um, do I see if there's any truth in this? I have to say yes, because the way I feel like 
our finances at Liverpool have been constrained regarding the losses that they've made due to, uh, through the pandemic. Um, and I feel like there was never any plans to invest in January. So <laughs> I have to give a thumbs up. Not something I'd like to do, but yeah, we'll see how it goes in terms of Liverpool signing any defenders. It will play a big part in our season. So if we don't sign any defenders, I feel like it's going to be very difficult for Liverpool to cement a strong challenge for the title. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So Boogie Brown, 37, as just mentioned, um, Lingard to West Ham. So I believe that's pretty much done now. So that's not even a rumour. So regarding that move, I think it's great for the player. I think it will be it'll, it'll allow him to have a different environment, um, play under a manager who's played before as well. So it'll be good sort of familiarity there. And also just go out there and express himself as well. So he's had a typical time in terms of his personal personal life and on the pitch as well. I think it suits both parties. And Ole was quite vocal on, in his press conference today where he said that he'll come back as a Manchester United player. So um, for me, I think it's a great, great move for him. Uh, he definitely, definitely deserves to play some football. Unfortunately, you know, where you've got Rashford and you've got, Bruno Fernandes, all in great form right now. So it's very difficult uh, for him to get into the team where Manchester United haven't really faced that many injuries this season. So, yeah, all the best to him. I hope he does get some game time there and gets to resurrect his career as well as he is a talented player. Um, Vigie Banner just said, I'm a brave man. I know, I know. I'm, I'm quite embarrassed to even say that I'm, I take Mustafi into the local team, but... Like I said, desperate times, desperate measures. Um, yeah, nothing that I'm really <laughs> not pleased about. It, but we'll see. You know, next episode I'll speak about it in more details in terms of who we've signed. I'll be, I'm very hopeful. It'll be two signings, but might end up with zero. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, so just to quickly wrap up, FPL. So for me, I had a terrible week. I had 36 points. So it hasn't been a a very high scoring match week. As I've noticed, the average was around 100, but in terms of our league, there wasn't that many high scores. Um, so there was one gentleman in our league who got a score of 79 points. So uh, Dick Bale Dragnil with 79 points. So well done to him as well. I believe that's... You've been manager of the week a few times now, so fantastic to see that. So um, well done. Uh, let's see how you how you perform throughout the season now. Um, so... Viewer calling. So we have had a few people just drop out now. So if you were online before, try to um, click on the link again and come back on. Um, but I'm joined with a special guest um, who you might be familiar with as I did a Q&A with him not so long ago. A big Manchester United fan in um, Michael Brown. How you, how's it going, Michael? Hi, Michael. Can you hear me? How you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Sorry, give me a second. No problem. Give me one moment. Oh, there we go. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? What would you like to say? What would you like to say? Well, we could first start with how do you feel about the defeat against Sheffield United the couple of days ago? Oh, well, um, I suppose, well, sorry, uh, Good evening, by the way, and a great show, by the way. But you know what? Um, I Thank felt you. that the performance 
it, it had to happen at some point um, in, in, in Manchester United's season because, uh, as we know, this season has been up and down for, for everyone. There's been a lot of uh, uh, unexpected results, you know, bizarre results in terms of, like, say, Liverpool getting beat 7-2, um, City yeah. drawing at home with uh, West Brom, Liverpool losing 1-0 to Burnley. And United started the season very poor, but then they've gone on this great run, you know, unbeaten away from home. Um, but I've got up to the summit, you know, in, in, in terms of where we haven't been for a while. So we expected at some point we're going to have a dip, but not against Sheffield United. I mean, it was all about how United approached this match with their mentality, you know, the bottom of the league. Uh, they got one of the worst records in the Premiership. It should be a standard win, but it proved not because um, the, the thing about United beating Sheffield United was about moving the ball quicker around that defensive block because Sheffield set up in that 5 3 2. And they're very well drilled, and they're starting to have a bit of a renaissance under under Chris Wilder in terms of uh, getting their results. Especially in the FA Cup has helped them out a little bit. But United didn't move the ball quick enough, and they're very neglectful in their closing down and the pressing of the ball. And Sheffield, to be honest, they were very brave from the outset. I mean, they set their stall out with that with that front two, you know, really kind of pressing United and the midfield. And United couldn't work them out. They had all the invention on the pitch, but they moved the ball so slowly, and then do it. Defensively uh, neglectful, and they got duly punished for it. So it is what it is. Yeah. It's got to take it on the chin, regroup, and then look towards Arsenal. But a poor result all around because I think that set them back mentality-wise. That the, mm. the title aspirations were there. Now you can still see the development areas need addressing. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, how how do you feel going into the next fixture against Arsenal? Are you confident or? Or like you said, do you feel like it has sort of dampened the mood or morale at the club due to that defeat? Um, I think um, um, I still think United will be probably confident going to Arsenal because um, end day Arsenal don't play like Sheffield United. I mean, Arsenal will come from Manchester United, and and um, it seems that United, especially on the road, get their joy when teams attack them, and especially when their uh, uh, the opposition attacks break down because that's what United do. They actually harm teams in. In transition, when when the opposition loses, uh, you know the ball when when you're on the attack. That's what United are hurt for. But when you deny them that that counter-attacking uh, um, ability, which Man City had done during during the uh, early in the season when they beat us two 0 when you allow United not to get in behind, slow the game down, take away their instinctive attacking options. Now it's about well, can you play with within? Can you game manage a match? Can you you know find find a way? And I think Arsenal don't play like that, so. It'll be. I think United will be more reactive. But I think what's in the back of their minds now is: is this our is this our time for our dip, second dip of this season? And you can't afford to do it at this stage, especially if you've got um, not one slim type aspirations, but then Champions League aspirations. Because there's so many in teams in and around that positions can change very very quickly with a couple of defeats. You could find yourself going from second to fifth yeah. very quickly. So I think they'll be confident, but mindful of a resurgent Arsenal who are up and down but they're still finding out results what's your score prediction for the game oh that's a tough one I mean going into this match beforehand I would have said United will win and I still believe we probably will do or even a draw but I've got a yeah. feeling it'd be 2-1 Man United 2-1 to Man United fair play do you think United will Arsenal will score make... Arsenal will score do you think United will dip into the transfer market before Monday, or do you not see any any incomings? No, it's all um, it's all goings. Um, it's it's definitely going West Ham. It's Rojo going up yeah. to um, Boca Juniors. 
Um, yeah. They send out Palestri, you know, the, the the young signing from Uruguay. He's going out to, I think, um, um, a Spanish team. I think it's Alves, Real Alves. Um, just to get some experience. Um, Amanda Traore is going to play in the 23s, but I don't see them onboarding anyone. I think they're looking towards the summer, which is going to be a centre-back, uh, specialist yeah. right-winger, possibly a right-back to challenge uh, uh, Wan-Bissaka and the midfielder as well. You know, So I, I can't see anything coming in... in, in, in January, not unless they see other teams going after their main targets a bit early, where Liverpool are looking for a centre back. Uh, this and now the clubs are, are all kind of you know corralling, you know, to try, try and get this player for 42 million uh, buyout clause. So it's going to be something where if anyone does any business, it'll be signing, but let them let, let, let the players finish the season in that respective league before coming over to these shows. But I can't see now doing anything at all. Fair enough. Uh, we've got a comment here from Omer 13. Will Odegaard start? So, new signing for Arsenal. Do you think it have an impact? You know, with new signings coming in, they normally play quite well, especially against the bigger teams. Do you have any sort of fear regarding him making an appearance during that fixture? I think... He even mentioned him in, in his... Uh, press conference he's yeah. saying that uh, hopefully he doesn't play well against us but you see with new signings they always come in they've got something to prove it's a it's a kind of like throwaway match for you know to a certain degree so he'll be he'll be impactful but I think it'd be a substitution uh, uh, appearance really not not started yeah me too I don't think he'll start but it's, it's an interesting signing too I think Arsenal have done some good business this this uh, window Mustafi Monday for Liverpool has um, commented by Chris Paul that I, I really hope not. Um, <laughs> like I said earlier on, like that's that's not the signing I want to see at my club. <laughs> You're a brave man. If he was, I know if he was the only signing, I'd I'd actually be quite disappointed. I'd rather play the kids if I'm honest with you. Um, but at this stage, well, we need experience in the back. For, um, yeah, um, I would uh, if I was Liverpool, I'd probably go for Ben White because. Um, you know, at, um, Brighton or something like that. I think strong, tall, and and the thing is, when Liverpool come calling, they don't come calling twice. You know, so no. would he be able to resist the pull of Anfield? And you, you saw what Jago Jota did. You know, he got off to uh, Anfield and, he, and he's flying, and it's a shame that you've, he's he's been injured. And I think he'll make you more yeah. uh, stronger when when he when he comes back in. But I think Ben White would be a very good uh, uh, signing if if you're looking for someone yeah. to take this through the rest of the season. Mustafi is not the answer because. Um, if, he, if we're hemorrhaging goals, if if he, if your bat line got no, if if your keeper and and your defender got no bat line, you know, got no confidence in, in in who's there, then I think the rest yeah. of the team will start to suffer. And Liverpool's on a bit of resurgence at the moment. Yeah. You don't want to jeopardise that with the uh, no. signing who play. I don't think, it's I think for, for Liverpool. No, that's the thing with Mustafi. Um, he's not consistent enough. Like regardless of him being a World Cup winner or anything like that, he's not consistent. And that's probably a reason why Arsenal are so quick to kind of get rid of him and then kick him out the door right now. So, yeah, for me, Mustafi is not the answer. Um, but at this stage, I believe Liverpool are... We've been linked with so many defenders as you've probably seen online yourself today. So it'd be interesting to see who we sign. Uh, ben White is an interesting one, actually, because he's been quite heavily scouted by Liverpool for the last couple of years. Um, the question is more to the the club itself, where I don't think they'd want to sell him 
right now mid-season as they tr- want to try and cement their position in the Premier League. But I'd love to see Ben White at Liverpool. I think he's a fantastic defender. Great ability on the ball as well. Can really pass. Um, I believe he's actually played midfield as well in the past. So definitely the type of player I'd like to see. Uh, we've got a comment here from Omer13. Not going to lie, Mustafi has has got solid headers. Yeah, that's not enough for me. <laughs> that's not enough for me. I don't care if he's got solid headers. Has he got pace? Has he got pace? Has no, he got pace? Because I think about, think about Liverpool. Liverpool uh, play such an expansive game that, that you're yes. starting to see this season. Even Tottenham... In, in the first couple of seconds that, that they can be caught in behind. United capitalised on, on that in the FA Cup. Uh, Tottenham did it yesterday as well uh, when they when, when it did move the ball very well to to the, um, repel that kind of penetration and Liverpool have to start defending deeper, which which will take away certain attacking elements. I think with Jordan um, in the back line alongside whoever, I think mm. he just allows Robertson and Trent to go at the pitch because he because you know yeah. he's that intelligent enough to go and cover their spaces, which he's always done throughout the season. I don't think Mustafi will give you that. It's like protecting lads, and you don't no. you don't need to be looking backwards. You need to be looking forward. Yeah, he he would definitely struggle because we play with a high high defensive brave line man. as well. <laughs> he's a brave man, but yeah, I don't think he's the signing for me. If he was to be signed, it would just be on the basis of having cover in case we have more injuries because right now three senior centre-backs are out of the season and we've got Fabinho who's injured as well now so desperate times right now for Liverpool uh, we've got Chris Paul uh, who said who says that he wants Sven Botman so Sven Botman I've actually seen him a couple of times um, play this season for Lille um, obviously as you, when you get linked to a player you do go onto YouTube just to see how they perform um, he looks like a solid player as well um, I'm hoping he is the guy that comes in and maybe like another loan signing with it. If it was my choice, if this was like fantasy football right now, I'd go for Sven Botman and Militao on loan from Real Madrid. I think that would be perfect cover for Liverpool right now and definitely help our season. But very, very good player. Very good player. For me, one of the quickest centre-backs around in Europe right now isn't playing a lot of games. I believe he plays recently, but that's due to uh, Fernandez, um, Nacho Fernandez getting um, COVID, unfortunately. So... He'd probably get more game time now, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a bit more wishful thinking right now in terms of how Liverpool do. But Michael, thank you for joining the call. Uh, great insight regarding Man United as always. Um, I'm sure we'll be speaking soon regarding the season. So uh, thank you very much and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Pleasure. Take care. Cheers. Take care, Michael. Thank you. So yeah, so that's Michael there. Um, do follow him as well. He's got his own uh, United channel. Um, I'll I'll send some links on social media for you to follow him as well. Um, yeah, so like we actually spoke about re- regarding the new match week twenty one. So Arsenal versus Manchester United. This is going to be a, for me as a neutral. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, both well, Arsenal have been in form recently, where they've been undefeated in the last six, and. Manchester United have been in great form as well, despite their loss against Sheffield United earlier on this week. Um, it's, a, it's such a tricky one. I was thinking more of a draw, but I might just give it to Arsenal. I, I just feel like they have that kind of... Sort of like their attack has been a bit more pivotal in terms of how they're playing. So I just feel like they might just nick it towards the end, 
especially I've been so impressed with Saka. So I feel like if I help, if I was to predict it, I'd predict Saka getting the winning goal there. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure if that wasn't the case, I'll be getting I'll be getting trolled on social media regarding my um, prediction here. But you know, that's part of being football fans, isn't it? So, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that match goes. Um, but that wraps us up for today. Um, so please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, oh, we've got some comments coming in as well. So, Chris Paul, you're not a neutral. We need United to drop points. <laughs> I think I am neutral, but I'm trying to speak for all the teams here. So um, I'm trying to say that I'd love for Liverpool to sign some defenders. But, you know, I can't just say Liverpool going to win the league. I have to be honest. We have to see what the table is saying right now. And for me, Liverpool haven't been in great form. Look at our, our performance over the last month. So obviously, you know, if it was, we were talking privately, I'd probably say, yeah, we need United to drop points. But, you know, this is why I'm doing a podcast here trying to be open and trying to have open discussions with different fans. So, yeah, it's not something I can just say that, yeah, we want United to lose. Otherwise, I might as well start a Liverpool channel there. Um, so we've got Holgate, MJ. Saka will run rings around the defence. Yeah, I. to be fair, I've, he's been fantastic this season. Uh, along with Smith-Rowe as well, who's been a great sort of creative spark in that midfield where he can play deep in midfield as well, but still have such an effect on the game. Saka has been probably one of the best uh, players this year. So, yeah, Boogie Brown 37, it could go either way. That's why I'm quite on the fence regarding the result because um, despite United's last uh, defeat, they have been in great form as well. Um, but I feel like Arsenal might just have a bit of extra quality right now, extra bite because of they being in such great form in the last six games. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be and it'll be an interesting one for for both parties, but also for the neutrals as well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps us for today. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Um, we will be back, I believe, early next week. So do follow me on social media at Aussie FTP on Twitter and Aussie.ftp on Instagram. Uh, keep you posted regarding uh, our next show. Um, we'll do a viewer calling again next next month. Um, if there's any sort of topics that you'd like me to speak about, feel free to DM me. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps us up for today. Uh, so thank you for listening, and I shall see you next week. Thank you.